0: That we have to move on to another quintessential Dreamcast uh, fighting game. Yes. And that was Dead or Alive 2. Yes. And they're like, yeah, we get the jokes. I mean, it's it's fan service the game at times, but it actually is a really good fighter.
1: No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> the first two characters we picked, you picked like this old like. Oh
0: well, uh, well, yeah, fan, I joked with her. I was like fan service the game, so we picked the two least fan service character. characters. And...
1: You picked like this old guy, and then I picked this like cowboy, cowboy guy. Dude. But oh my god, he had a dump truck.
0: <laughs> they pulled that <laughs> dump, dump truck, truck
1: ass. Like... They were Pixar mobs. Like I was just like, oh my god. Ah, like I This is fan service People
0: <laughs> Oh, that was great And
1: then I kicked your butt
0: Yeah Yeah She uh de- Alex is apparently Really good at dead or alive Yes Fight me <coughs> Cause we were like One to six on that one
1: Yeah And then I messed up The score by exiting Yeah out I didn't by get a good, I didn't
0: get a good Save on it But yeah. um
1: But I still won yeah, we, we
0: played it. We played a good amount Of fights on that one that, Yeah Well, just well a fun... we
1: tried to play Through every character
0: That it was just a, It's just mm-hmm. a fun game In general Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. On this episode, me and Alex are going to be discussing Sega's Swan Song console, the Sega Dreamcast. After taking some time and playing a bunch of the games, we've decided we're going to have kind of a little retrospective as someone who is... Grown with the system over the years, as opposed to someone who is just really experiencing it now for the first time, it is a crazy ride, this system has a lot to offer, and remember, it's still thinking. But anyways guys, thanks again for joining us as we discuss The Games That Shaped Us. So, how you been, even though it's only been a couple hours since our last recording session? <laughs>
1: Well, I've been good. We just ate uh dinner at mm-hmm. a local restaurant and it was really good. Very we good. both got burgers. Yeah. You got a It was
0: like a honey what? barbecue brisket burger. It was very very, very briskety, but very good at the same time.
1: I got a bacon and guacamole burger and it was really good. Yeah. It was really good quality.
0: Oh and, and we had two beers. I had a October it, it was like their house brand Oktoberfest. It was very good.
1: And I had their house brand cider, which was really good.
0: You so. could smell it across the table. It had a very oh, you strong couldn't... odor.
1: It actually, like, you know, it, I wasn't thought it was. not an unpleasant
0: odor, but it I was I thought strong. it was going
1: to be very, very sweet, but actually, it was pretty, like, mild in the mm-hmm. sweetness. It was more. I felt like it more had a scent rather than the taste, but it was still good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was actually mm-hmm. one of the best ciders I've had in a while.
0: Yeah, well, usually the locals brands or the home house brands generally tend to tend to be like that.
1: Tend to be. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I guess continuing off of that tangent, I guess we can talk about what we're drinking because we can we drink now.
1: Yes, it is not noontime. It is. Oh, it is six twenty seven.
0: Yep. So I'm drinking a ranch water again from Lone River, prickly pear, eighty calories. It's mm. very good.
1: And I'm drinking a Willie Super Brew hard seltzer with real fruit and it's pineapple lime. It's pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Yeah. I like it.
0: Yep. So we were doing that and we've gone out. Well, oh, we went to a, we went to Big Y. That was, yes. that was exciting.
1: The Big Y. We got muffins
0: because <laughs> muffins we got to wake tomorrow. up
1: early tomorrow for convention so we can't stop for breakfast. So we yep. got pre-convention breakfast which yep. was Muffins, but we'll stop for coffee.
0: Oh, yeah, coffee. Because we'll need coffee. Coffee's damn near essential. Coffee. (laughs) But anyways, let's continue on. So we're going to discuss our next topic, which is a very near and dear one to my heart. We're going to be talking about the Sega Dreamcast. Sega's final video game console of all time. Like, it's the absolute swan song of the company. Yep. Before they became a third-party publisher. Yep. And the Sega Dreamcast was interesting because this by that point Sega was so in the raw in the like they were so in such a bad place like they had just done everything they could to put themselves yeah. in trouble. The Saturn bombed like even though Saturn's a great console in its own right, but Saturn bombed like everything they were doing just seemed to be not quite like they seemed to always have the greatest ideas but never came out at the right time or they were just too early like they were too. Ahead of their time at times. Yeah. So they obviously, for the Dreamcast, they went back to the drawing board. And they basically made, in my opinion, what was the last true gamers console. Like, Mm -hmm. completely all, everything for gamers. No fluff. No. See, it's either that or the GameCube, really. But the GameCube's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird one, because the GameCube was very Nintendo, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But the Dreamcast came out in Japan in 98. To decent success, but not this quite the success Sega was hoping for. And then it famously came out in America on $9,999. And ah. came with a Sonic game at launch, a whole bunch of things. And for the system itself, it did very well. It was famously the first system to have built in online. Oh. Right cool. out of the box. Um, you had to use a uh, dial up, although there was a uh, broadband adapter later on.
1: <laughs> dial up.
0: Yeah, you had to plug it into your phone line using the internet. it was fun. Times. But um you could go online right out of the box. It had great graphics for the time. It was easy to program for and it was four pu- four controller ports on the front. Yep. Basically it was like everything that they did wrong in the past, they finally corrected it. Like they um, even downplayed the Sega branding on the console. Like they hmm. everything was branded as Dreamcast. The only Sega logo on the console is right on the front. Yep. That's it. It like they were very careful to, like, not screw this one up, and it came out to very big fanfare. It was actually the uh, one of the fastest-selling console launches in the U.S. at the time. Wow. And, unfortunately, it couldn't survive the sheer hype of the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Like, the PlayStation 2 didn't kill it. It was the hype alone for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. And, sadly, the system was discontinued in 2001, only about two years after it came out. Wow, one in a very one of the shortest-lived consoles of all time, technically a failure, but it retrospect, had,
1: it was a victim of bad
0: timing. It, it was a victim, not not so much bad timing. It was more a victim of just bad publicity, yeah. publicity and just years marketing. of marketing. Sega was so in debt and in the toilet at that point that they they would have needed to like sell so many games to break even. Yeah. Like, it was, there was a point where they were basically, like, trying to give Dreamcasts away, and nobody would take them.
1: Oh, wow. that I would have taken it at the time. Well, if we time. had known at the time.
0: Basically, all you had to do was sign up for their online service, and they'd give you a Dreamcast or something. Oh, wow. Something like that. It was it was sad. Yeah. But, flash forward, so it's discontinued for years, and me and Alex kind of missed the Dreamcast back yeah. in the day. Because
1: like, we had a PlayStation 2.
0: Yeah, well, we had PS1, PS2. Like, we didn't even see the Dreamcast during its early stages. It kind of just came and went. Yeah, but um,
1: I don't even remember it as a kid. Like I, I don't remember yeah. commercials. I don't remember anything. I never saw the Dreamcast.
0: Yeah, it was weird. We might just not remember it because we were yeah. young
1: then. No, we might, but I remember the PlayStation. So,
0: so I re rediscovering the PS, the Dreamcast, was interesting because I remember seeing like back when YouTube was first. I've told this story in the past before, but back when YouTube first became a thing, mm-hmm. and video game channels were starting to appear like Classic Game Room and like other video
1: the AVGN yeah. and
0: stuff like these old OGs of uh, YouTube, YouTube gaming I remember seeing all these videos about the Dreamcast and I was like what is the Dreamcast? Mm. and I remember thinking like the, I remember being like so fascinated by it and then I did the, the research and I was like oh it was Sega's last system and you start going deeper and deeper and it kind of something clicked in my head this was like 2009 and I was like, I really want one of those. So I asked for a birthday present one year, and I got the Dreamcast with one, con- two controllers, memory, uh, VMU, memory card, mm-hmm. and um, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Yep. And I played them, Jacob. and I was hooked from there. And that, like, single-handedly kick-started my video game collecting, like, trip that i've been on ever since yep and it's crazy how that one system changed my perception on like gaming in general Mm. and i mean it was so cool like out of the box like it was i got a brand new one too like never opened before which was neat and you open it up and it's like super clean looking like it's a very attractive looking system
1: it is a very nice looking system very clean it's not like
0: super flashy it's like it's it's interesting because it's like the one Sega console in America that's not black. It's like a yeah. creamish white color. It's
1: white. With this.
0: Light. The classic orange swirls Dreamcast logo. Mm-hmm. Four controller ports, attractive on the front, and the triangle light. Yep. And it's. I mean, it's. A loud motherfucker when it runs. Oh, yeah.
1: It was definitely screaming at times. <laughs> that disc
0: reader is very loud. It's always been loud. Like, it's, it's just a Dreamcast thing. Yep. And then. The controller is interesting, too.
1: Yeah. The
0: controller is the most one of the most fascinating controller designs ever.
1: It is interesting. Because you can
0: actually see a lot of the of the uh, the Xbox controller out of the Dreamcast controller when you mm-hmm. really take a look at it. Because it's got that weird handle design, which is actually a lot more comfortable than you'd think.
1: No, yeah. I really, when I was playing it, I actually found my hands in a pretty comfortable position. I didn't think it was uncomfortable.
0: It's actually an evolution of the Sega Saturn 3D controller in a way.
1: Oh, which yeah. Which was very similar. Mm-hmm.
0: And it had the. It was one of the first, packing controllers to have like analog triggers. Yep. Which were cool for the time because you could get like true. It was great for racing games. Like you <laughs> had that yeah. true, range of motion there. Um, and then this front was pretty standard. It was the standard four face buttons, yep. analog stick, uh, D-pad. It was still one analog stick. We the dual, dual analog sticks wasn't a, wasn't, the norm yet. Yeah. The only problem I have with the Dreamcast controller is. This was still during that time when hard plastic was, like, the norm. Yeah. For all, like, game controller. And the the buttons aren't bad. It's more the D-pad and yeah. the analog stick. The analog stick isn't awful, but it does get slippery after a while.
1: Yeah. I'll and definitely say the D-pad. Yeah, the D-pad After is, playing, some cert, like, a certain game we were playing, my thumb was hurting from yeah. using the D-pad, and I had to use the D-pad. So
0: the Dreamcast is, like, the first Sega system not to use that D-pad that the Genesis had that was like the circular one Like that's really nice and smooth. Um, Instead, it used just a more traditional cross design. It's this hard plastic and it digs into your thumb after a while. It's probably the weakest feature on the the system in general. Mm -hmm. And then the system's most defining feature is the VMU card readers, which are basically glorified memory cards, Mm -hmm. but they were cool because they were like little Tamagotchis that you could pull out of the system. And they would display... Uh, the front one would display, like, little, like, images on the controller that you could use for certain games. Like, um, I know famously NFL 2K, you could use it to hide your plays.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Or, uh, in certain party games, you could, like, see, uh, you could look at your moves down on the, um, the VMU and not up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Like, it was different. Hmm. And it was, honestly, it's a chunky controller, too, but it's, like, super yeah. comfy
1: it's yeah i would say it's chunky but it is comfortable in your hand. the
0: only downside i think is the the wire comes out of the bottom which is a little yeah. annoying Yeah,
1: and it has like this little like divot in the back yeah there's where a little hook it but it's kind of there's a little
0: clip but it always pops out of the clip and it's yeah, kind of like it
1: doesn't really stay especially
0: <laughs> on my controller because i have a rumble pack built in
1: yeah and I also feel like it probably isn't a good idea to do that because you might damage your cord after a while, um, like putting that. It's
0: pretty strong. Well, I've noticed.
1: Or well, I meant to like the whole bending it. You know what I'm saying? Like the bending part.
0: I don't know. It was right? designed for that, so. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't trust any cords after you bend it that way because it feels like, especially. Maybe I'm just betrayed by like iPhone cords because I feel like. Well, those I things are.
0: To, those things are flimsy. As those
1: shit. things are crap. But the thing is, if you don't buy an iPhone brand one, like, it's even more flimsy as crap. Like, I feel like the other ones don't even work either. I don't know, I bought some pretty
0: strong ones. I
1: don't know, I get unlucky with it, I guess.
0: But, uh, anyways, continuing on with the Dreamcast, so. We did this kind of similar in style to the, um, the 3DO experience episode we did, where we played a bunch of games and we're gonna kind of go over the whole experience. Yeah! So, we started it off, obviously, by going with the, 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 the... it's a Sega console, so we decided to start with some Sonic games. So we Sonic. we played a bit of Sonic Adventure. Yes, and I mostly wanted to show off an Easter egg from Sonic Adventure, <laughs> which was in Sonic Adventure 2, it's a single player game. yes, but but if you um if you plug in a second controller, you can do this on a ton like this you could do this in the Genesis games, and you can do it in some of the more modern games like pre- uh, after Adventure 2. But if you have a second controller playing in, you can actually let that player control Tails in the levels. <laughs> so it was great, because I was going through the level, and Alex is trying to control Tails. And Tails is, like, completely out of control, because he's not connected to the camera. And yeah. he's, like, going everywhere.
1: I was like, oh, I lost Tails again. Like, he would just disappear off the screen, but eventually, like, during, like, a... It, he would, like, respawn eventually when you, like, stopped... But then, like two seconds later, I would just lose him again, and I was like,
0: "Oh." <laughs> yeah, so we did the first level of the game, the, the ocean level, and uh, we got to the end. And I was really curious to see if Tails could jump on the on the cap uh, animal capsule and open it up. Uh, he can't. We he found can't. out, nope. even though it was a struggle to get him up there.
1: Yeah. But
0: he just kind of lands on top of it, and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> and then he's just
1: like, "Womp womp
0: womp." It's funny though, replaying Sonic Adventure because you realize, a the Dreamcast version is literally the best version of that game. Mm. But it's also very... You can see it's the it, it definitely aged a bit. Oh, yeah. But it's also the most fascinating like Dreamcast game in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, of course, we moved on to Adventure 2 afterwards. Because yes. Adventure 2 does have a multiplayer. Yes. It's not nearly <laughs> as interesting as Adventure 2 Battles multiplayer from the GameCube version, which was heavily expanded. Mm-hmm. But Adventure 2 has a pretty decent rudimentary multiplayer, and we <laughs> messed around with that, and we realized Alex is really bad at Sonic games. Um,
1: well, you know, I you know, yeah, I, they're not my best games. We, we died I a couldn't lot. even get the guard rail. I don't know why, but I just couldn't figure it out how to get him the to The rail guard. grinding. Bill Bill's on the rail grinding. He's just like zoop. he was like zoom past me and I'm literally like eh, 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 like inching on it the whole way. It just sounds like the grape lady a little bit. Our favorite <laughs> inside joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, we did that because we, we you can't do a Dreamcast retrospective without talking about the Sonic games. They're just nope. essential. Yes. Um, we skipped over, we skipped over Sonic Shuffle though because we don't have five hours of our lives to give right now.
1: Yeah, you know, but like honestly, like I've seen clips. I, I got I got the gist of it. It's, a it's few,
0: Mario Party, but not good.
1: But not good. In with cards rather than kind of. dice. Yeah, and
0: you barely play many games.
1: Nope. So, it's it's shit.
0: Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's entertaining for the wrong reasons. Yes. I mean, the best minigame, though, I will say, in Sonic uh, Shuffle, is there's a minigame where it's a soda machine, and Eggman walks up to the soda machine and just shakes up a soda and puts it back in the machine, and you have to guess the pick of soda, <laughs> and whoever picks the one that was shook off loses. Is...
1: That's actually, like, the most eggman
0: that was it's so it's ever. so funny because he's such a troll he just walks walks over shakes it up and walks off and it's like okay i
1: love everything about that like that brings me joy
0: i remember i remember that one no matter what the, yeah. the occasion
1: oh that's so funny
0: but anyways moving on from um those two then we decided you know to do our time-tested tradition of fighting games yes so we played about a handful of fighting games. None of
1: them were balls, by the way.
0: Well, no balls. There was never really I think that was the last... The 3DO version was the last official release of balls. I balls. was
1: just saying that I really enjoyed that game. And none of them were up to the standard of balls.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, anyways... So <laughs>
1: beings are gassy. The
0: first... First fighter... <laughs> I'm being a troll. The first fighter we played was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. Just because it's kind of a staple of the Dreamcast. And, you know... I love that game, but I'm not the best at Street Fighter style. No fighters all the time. I like them. I'm just not the greatest at them. Yeah. And that one hurt Alex's fingers because the D pad on the Dreamcast is not the best.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was enjoying it like the first two rounds, but then my thumb started hurting, and I progressively just started to dislike it because yeah. my thumb was hurting. Because it, it still D-pad. holds up
0: great, though. It's got beautiful. <laughs> no, spider. no, it
1: it looks great. Like the animation is great. Like
0: it's a perfect arcade port.
1: Yeah, but my thumb just hurt. So, take it as you yeah. will.
0: <laughs> so we played that, and then right after I was like, okay, we need to play the Dreamcast fighting game. Yes. So then we went over to Soul Calibur. Yes. And Soul Calibur is one of the, one of probably the greatest fighting games ever made, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the Dreamcast version in particular, because Soul Calibur is a sequel to Soul Edge. Yep. And the <laughs> arcade version of Soul Calibur... What makes the Dreamcast version of Soul Calibur so famous is it was actually a um, it actually was better off it looked better and played better than the arcade version on the Dreamcast. Oh wow! For the time, huh. so we were playing that, and Soul Calibur is a three D weapons based fighter. Yeah. And we had a blast with that one. No,
1: I really liked Soul Calibur. I had a lot of fun with that we one. We
0: were pretty evenly matched on that one.
1: Yeah, I think I think I won in the end. I think I had one more I think match. it was
0: three to four. I
1: think it was three to four. But, no, I and I definitely thought some fighters were more overpowered than others. Like, there were definitely some that were easier to pick up and play than... I,
0: I think that's more of it, not so much overpowered. I yeah, not There were over- certain ones you were better at than others.
1: yeah but I really like which one was the one who had the weird like chain whip sword oh, Ivy Ivy yeah, the, I liked their chain whip the sword the long running
0: character that was my favorite I just liked favorite. all of them I like the it played super smooth yeah it was fun to play like the the voice acting's so goofy though oh yeah but all the voice acting in these games is goofy for the time
1: our last round we played it well so we like I there wasn't an uneven amount of characters but oh okay it was because you replayed one once you replayed one of the guys oh wait no I don't know why we didn't... No,
0: we we've just played a ton of rounds for that we one. We played
1: a ton of Randomly. rounds. Randomly. But at one point, we chose the same character, and it was this weird, like, like BDSM mask one, and we both... And it had... But mine had weird, like, purple spikes and Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, and then there was the other guy. The other guy. Yeah.
0: It, <laughs> and, that was very... That was an interesting <laughs> You were so distracted. The guy with, like, the the, the Freddy Krueger hands.
1: Yeah, the you picked the weird bondage guy, I picked the weird guy with the pole. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Uh, fighting games, am I right?
1: Yep.
0: But we had a pretty decent time with that one. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, she, yeah, we were like three to four on that one. Like yeah. Alex edged me up by one.
1: Yeah. So
0: then, of course, after that, we have to move on to another quintessential Dreamcast uh, fighting game. Yes. And that was Dead or Alive 2. Yes. And they're like Yeah, we get the jokes. I mean it's it's fan service the game at times, but it actually is a really good fighter.
1: No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> the first two characters we picked, you picked like this old like Oh uh...
0: <laughs> well, yeah, fan, I joked with her I was like fan service the game, so we picked the two least fan servicey <laughs> characters. Charac- in the game.
1: You picked like this old guy and then I picked this like cowboy, cowboy dude. guy. <laughs> but oh my god, he had a dump truck.
0: <laughs> they both had dump, <laughs> dump truck.
1: Ass. Like... They were
0: Pixar moms.
1: <laughs> like I was just like, oh my god Ah, like I, this is fan service, people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: And then I kicked your butt.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, uh, de- Alex, is apparently really good at Dead or Alive.
1: Yes, fight me.
0: Because <laughs> we were like one to six on that one.
1: Yeah, and then I messed up the score by exiting. Yeah, out I didn't by get accident. a good. I didn't get
0: a good save on it, but yeah. um.
1: But I still won. Yeah, we, we played.
0: It. We played a good amount of fights on that. that yeah, well, just well a fun... we
1: tried to play through every character.
0: That it was just a. It's just a fun game in general. Aside from how stupid it is, but it's so action packed and fun to play.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Now what? Did we do any other fighters after that, or?
1: Um, I
0: thought we. We tried to play Mortal Kombat, but the. Um, oh
1: yeah, that that's what happened.
0: The um the receive because I was using an HDMI adapter, it recognized it as a VGA cable, and certain games don't support the VGA feature.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, we couldn't play Mortal Kombat Gold.
1: Yeah, we, but we've played Mortal Kombat before, yeah. so... We I, that's for another
0: time, because I'd have to use a different adapter to play that. Yeah. Did we play another fighter? I don't remember.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. I don't... I don't think so. I think it was just one, two... Oh, wait, not... Mm. No, because we did the weapon one. We did
0: yeah we didn't play king of fighters we didn't play so the the dreamcast is like the fighting game console out there oh
1: yeah there
0: is so many great fighters like street fighter 3 plasma sword
1: yep
0: uh king of there's like a bunch of king of fighters mm-hmm. heavy metal Geomatrix, mortal combat gold virtual fighter 3 uh, Power Stone. We should have played Power Stone. I didn't Aww. even think about that.
1: Next time. Power
0: Stone's like Smash Brothers in 3D. It's cool.
1: Oh, that was sucked at that. Because I, I can't figure out Smash It doesn't Stone. play like
0: Smash Brothers. It's it's like a party fighting game.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Then after that, we moved on to... What did
1: we play after that?
0: What did we play after?
1: I'm like, did we play the little mouse game after? No, was no, no it... we played something between that.
0: Yeah, we did. What, what did we play?
1: What did we play? My brain farting. Or did you play it and I watched?
0: No, no, that was after the... No, I think we did go to Choo Choo Rocket. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the next game we played was probably the most mental out <laughs> of all the games. Yes. So, one of the Dreamcast's <laughs> biggest things was its mo- all the, uh, multiplayer focus and online multiplayer. And one of the most iconic multiplayer games on the Dreamcast is Choo Choo Rocket. Yes. Which is an insane puzzle game where the goal basically is you have four rockets. You you play as a different rocket. And your goal you want to do is there's a bunch of mice that come out of these mice holes. Yep. And you want to use, so you get four, you can place three arrow keys and they're all dependent on which uh, face button you press. <laughs> and you have to direct the mice to your rocket. Yep. And you're fighting against, like, three other players, usually, like, whoever the two normal players and then a couple computers. Mm -hmm. And there's also cats that come out, and the cats will damage your rocket and lower your score if they get in your rocket. So your goal is you want to, like, it's super fast-paced, and you want to, like, direct the mice to your rocket while also directing the cats away. Yep. And it gets super frantic, like, real fast. Oh,
1: yeah. So the first round we played with the the um, computers oh, yeah. as we, we loves and mice and then hates yeah which loves makes them cats. very
0: obnoxious real fast yes so we um then later changed both computers to weak <laughs> because
1: we were weak um but also in the first round I didn't understand how the arrows oh yeah work. because the
0: way the arrows work is each face button is a different arrow so like the the uh, Dreamcast uses A at the bottom, then B um, to the right, then I believe it's X to the left, and then Y at the top. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like, Y would be up arrow, yep. X would be uh, left arrow, B would be right arrow, and then um, A is down arrow. Yep. So you place them via that, and you move around with the D-pad or analog stick. And Alex didn't realize this, so she's trying to, like, rotate them. And it's I'm like, no, trying to no, rotate that's them. That's not how it works.
1: Nope. So... But then I, like, after that, I I was so focused that I didn't even see the other arrows being in different directions. So I was just like, oh, the trick is you can only use your arrow facing one way. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I'm, like, trying my hardest. And I'm just like, what the hell? I just can't figure it out. So...
0: Yeah, but then I told her and so we changed the next round. And then the next round we played on a different board and this was fun. Yeah. So this board was designed where all the mouse holes were at the top of the board and the yep. rockets were all lined up at the bottom. Yeah. So you would they the they would come down and they'd be kind of going like back and forth down and you could influence them with the thing. <laughs> and this was like my greatest like like uh greatest my win. greatest play ever in the game. Yeah. Cuz I had one mover. There was occasional like events that would pop up and one of them is Mouse mania where like hundreds of mice appear on the board at once yeah and i got the um arrow pointed just right that they all went right into my rocket yeah and then i placed the way that they would come down into the play field is they would come out this one exit so mm. i just kept putting arrows there to send them back so they would never <laughs> come back down yeah and literally no one could get any more mice and i had such a demanding lead i basically just ran out the clock yep. i was like I was like, I win this, but I would stop when the cat, when cat mania would get activated or like when the cats would show up. So I'd send the cat out on everybody. Yep. Yeah. It was great. Ugh. Like that was, that was fun. We had a couple matches. Oh yeah. You versus green and me versus red was yeah. fun.
1: Oh, I was getting so mad. I don't know what it was, but the green one had like a vendetta against me. Like it targeted me. Yeah, and red had me. a at, vendetta
0: against me for some reason. At
1: one point I was just getting so pissed that I just was blocking it so green couldn't get any points. I like got no points that round but it felt
0: good the problem is though really we good. let you let red get all the points twice and it was like no
1: yeah i was too busy defending off green
0: it was funny like, it got super intense to the point where we got so frustrated we were like i don't want to play anymore we
1: We're just like ah we got so mad that
0: was a cool game because that was like one of those sonic team games. like sonic yeah. team made a ton of great games during this era yeah and that game actually did get ported to the um the Game Boy Advance later on, too, which was kind of oh, d-
1: cool. See, I feel like I would enjoy it more playing it, like, on a handheld. Like, I feel like I would pick that up and be like, do 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 and then put it down, and then start up again later. It like, was pretty cool.
0: Like, it was a good port, even though I, like, I prefer the Dreamcast just because I love Dreamcast games. Yeah. Dreamcast games are just special. Like, they have this crazy, like... Like, the Dreamcast was, like, one of the most experimental, like, mm-hmm. just fun consoles. Like, there's a game on that system... For, for such a short-lived console, it had a shit-ton of games. Yeah. Like, there was, like, games for every single person imaginable. Yeah. Like, you had your racers, you had your fighter fighters, in particular. You yeah. had horror games, RPGs, platformers, action-adventure, yeah. casual, it rhythm. It was a pretty mixed bag. Party, yeah. online games, shoot yeah. FPS shooters. Like, we didn't even pick those up.
1: Oh, and it also had... What's it called?
0: seaman. Oh, seaman. Seaman. Do you want to C-Man. save Seaman for later to talk yeah, about? Let's, we'll we'll save talk that. about Seaman later. We'll save Seaman for a bit cuz there's like there's a ton of other like different games. Like the Dreamcast. Honestly, it's we're going to take a detour from our uh, what we pl- our actual playthrough point, but um just to talk about a few key Dreamcast games cuz there was a few iconic ones like there was the famous
1: Seaman.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that cuz that's a that's a topic. But um there was the classic um, Typing of the Dead.
1: Oh, yeah. Typing
0: of the... So the Dreamcast had a full-on mouse and keyboard like, set of, like a full-on keyboard and mouse,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: you could use for first-person shooters like Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament really well. Yep. But then there was also like this one game called Typing of the Dead, which was a, uh, a spin-off of house of the dead which it was a typing game where you killed zombies and it was really fun actually surprisingly a cool idea for the time yeah like i actually do have that keyboard i really Oh, gonna... you do i was yeah. gonna ask you that i have the mouse and the keyboard
1: okay nice
0: um and then the, the keyboard and mouse were also well not so much the mouse but the keyboard was also used for uh fantasy star online one of the first online console mmos Huh. which is a really cool like action rpg set in the fantasy star universe yep Played a bit of that, there was also the iconic Shenmue, Shenmue, which was at the time one of the most expensive games of all time, Yep. and it was basically kind of like, it was a RPG-ish action beat-em-up game, but the whole concept was you could, there was a story you could follow, but you could really do whatever you wanted while playing the game. It was like, I, the creator Yu Suzuki referred to it as, free that's the genre because you basically were just you simulating this guy's life and just playing through levels and stuff it was a really cool concept it hasn't aged great Mm. nowadays but it was a really cool idea and it got one sequel in the Dreamcast and then eventually another one years later yep that was a cool one like there was a ton of crazy unique games Skies of Arcadia one of probably the coolest RPGs ever made Mm. Sky Pirates in, in RPG it was really cool
1: Oh yeah, that's what kept popping up on my memory card. Yeah,
0: because I have a that, that memory card has my Skies of Arcadia data on it. But that's a cool RPG. Really expensive now it is too. That's probably the Dreamcast RPG. Now that I think about it. Yep. Uh, Grandia Two is another great RPG turn based. Like it was just Dreamcast literally had a game for everybody. Yeah. But before we get that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Dreamcast deserves it.
1: (laughs) I thought you said desserts. And I was like, we have Dreamcast desserts?
0: No, no, no. The Dreamcast deserves it because it still
1: deserves desserts, too. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're
0: we're, we're already falling apart. We'll be right back. And we're back.
1: We are family. (laughs) (laughs) We are.
0: Yep. And well, okay. we're back! <laughs> so, going back to some of the games we played, the next two games we played were... I wanted to go to another one of the most iconic games on the entire Dreamcast, and that was Crazy Taxi. Yes. Now, Crazy Taxi is a port of an arcade game made by a company called Hitmaker. mm mm-hmm. I think they originally Sega AM3, but... um. Crazy Taxi is a very simple concept. It's basically... You get in a car, and you pick up pedestrians under a time limit. Mm-hmm. Get them to their destination. You get points. Rinse, repeat. Yep. And it's basically you. It's a very simple concept, but it's addicting as hell to play.
1: And it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so basically,
0: the way it really works is you pick a, you pick up customers, and they have different like length. Like there's shorter distance, but with a with, with a smaller payout, and there's long distance with a higher payout. Yep. And you have a timer on how fast you can get your get the passenger there. If you're in the green, you get the best payoff plus a tip. Yep. Yellow, you get a big good payoff, maybe may or not a tip, and then red, you get paid no tip at all. Yep. So, but um it's kind of cool cuz you basically you get points too for like weaving through traffic without crashing and like <laughs> doing stunts in the air and stuff yep. to get extra uh, tip money and bonus like money for your payoff. Yep. But what makes Crazy Taxi iconic is the product placement. Oh, yeah. Like, there's random points <laughs> where, we You don't like,
1: see that anymore. No.
0: There's, like, random points where it's, like, take me to the Pizza Hut or take me to the KFC. See? Or, um, my favorite is take me to the Fila store <laughs> or yeah. something like that. Like, just, like, crazy, goofy product placement like that. Um, And then the the soundtrack. The soundtrack to the original Crazy Taxi is so iconic because it's literally... Offspr- it's nothing but Offspring and Bad Religion like it's two <laughs> Offspring songs yep Um, from Ixnay and the, the, Ixnay and the Ombre album it's uh, All I Want and uh, I forget the other song but it's one of it's. I think it's the song right after that yep and then there's two Bad Religion songs Them and Us and Ten and Twenty Ten from the Grey Race album yep but they're just so freaking catchy when you play yeah and you can just drive around like the characters are all so doofy and goofy looking oh and,
1: yeah like, It's very much caricature. Oh yeah, it's
0: it's like the pinnacle of Sega from that era. But it's super fast-paced and like super addicting to play, especially if you're playing like an actual arcade machine that you happen to stumble across. Yep. But um it also got a direct sequel on the Dreamcast called Crazy Taxi 2. Now Crazy Taxi 2 is a fascinating one because it's very much like the same thing, but it's slightly improved. Yes. So you get f- two new maps that you can drive on, mm-hmm. four new drivers, yep, and a new soundtrack which is still mostly offspring.
1: And and you can jump.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the most hilarious and oh, a new new uh, product placement is Burger King.
1: Oh yes, also Burger King.
0: But one of the biggest like key gameplay changes is a new feature called the crazy hop, yep. which lets you jump in the air with your taxi to jump over. <laughs> cars and other like shortcuts and do shortcuts and stuff yep or get stuck on bridges and completely screw you out of, <laughs> out, of a, out of a job yep that happened to me once
1: yep i was there it was very funny
0: and then another added feature is you can have you'll have a uh, four-person drop-offs mm-hmm. so you'll pick up say like a group of cheerleaders or a group of like frat boys or something i think i, I don't remember exactly if about that last one but um you get four people and they each have their own timer and destination. You have to take them there within the time limit on each, so you have to kind of plan it out. Yep. It's a cool strategy thing. And it, it's the same fun. It's goo. It's definitely more ridiculous than the original one. Yeah. And it's funny because Crazy Taxi was actually later ripped off by The Simpsons which, with a game called Simpsons Road Rage, mm-hmm. which is literally Crazy Taxi. Yep. Like, just Simpsons. Like, there's no hiding it whatsoever
1: and crazy taxi sued
0: sega sega sued ea and fox i believe and they actually copyrighted the little pointy finger like arrow arrow at the top and all it really caused is other developers just thought of better solutions like the the mini-map in-game like mini-map guidelines and stuff yeah which was just funny like it's one of those hilarious lawsuits that happened yeah
1: well, for something so stupid, too. Yeah, like well,
0: I, I mean, it was a blatant ripoff. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: But I think the arrow is just, that's kind of dumb. Like, it's an arrow. Like, whatever. Like, I just think that was a stupid copyright. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, it, it, if anything, it improved the industry, so. It
0: did. Most most lawsuits like that do improve, improve the industry. Yeah. People, it just causes developers to think of better options, which is always great. Yep. Yeah. Now, before we talk about our last game we played, because the last one was an interesting one, <laughs> uh, we, yeah. let's talk about a few other unique Dreamcast games, most of which was, we we alluded to it earlier, Seaman.
1: Seaman. <laughs>
0: the most awkward...
1: Strange.
0: ...name title and strangest just game overall. Yep. So, Seaman is a... Kind of
1: like Animal Crossing.
0: Pet Sim... Well, no, not really. <laughs> the it's,
1: clock. The clock well, it, Okay, it has
0: an in-game clock. <laughs> yes. Like, and it's it's completely narrated by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> and it's like, so basically you have this little virtual pet Seaman thing that you can talk to.
1: I was about to say Google Seaman, but I don't, don't Google that. Don't, don't. Google
0: that. Don't, but um.
1: <laughs> Unless you put Dreamcast. Yeah. But even then, I don't know. Or
0: Game. <laughs> game.
1: Game. I don't know about that. No, Sega Game. Well, yeah, just really Leonard Nimoy. It up. Leonard Nimoy.
0: <laughs> but um, so basically, it's kind of like a virtual pet simulator where you have this little seaman creature.
1: Fish with a face. It, it's
0: literally a fish with a human face, and yes, it, and it, it talks. can talk to you, and you can talk to it with this the Dreamcast microphone, and it will like talk back, and it has like an attitude, like it it'll like snark at you, it'll like just shit randomly. If you, if you don't watch it, it'll die. Yep. They'll. they'll that they'll make babies on screen and, like, yes. gloat to you about it. Yep. And then die. Yep. And then eventually it evolves into this, like, frog creature thing. Yep. And it's, it still is the and human it praises, And it praises Sega at the end, too. Yep. Which is one of the great... It's such a...
1: Such a bizarre... It had
0: a sequel, too, on um oh, PlayStation 2. Ew. And I remember, because there was also a PlayStation 2 port of the original Seaman.
1: How did they get around the microphone thing?
0: So it came with a custom controller that had the microphone built into it. Because okay. I remember you were in Japan and you you found one. Oh, I did? Yeah, you sent me a, co- a picture of the... Oh, yeah! Of, it was like a PS2 copy of Seaman. And you were like, would you want this? And I was like, I'd, I'd have no way to play it, so probably not. Yeah. Because I don't have a Japanese PS2 right now. Yep. But it, I, I, honestly, I wish I had done more research because that actually would have been kind of cool. Mm. But yeah, that's one of the most interesting... Um, dreamcast games out there
1: yeah another, bizarre.
0: yeah and, well <laughs> gaming's bizarre, bizarre in general. especially but another another thing i want to talk about with the dreamcast is the dreamcast was like so because it came out right at the end of like the ps1 dream and uh, n64 era
1: mm-hmm. before
0: the ps2 was out yeah the dreamcast got a lot of ports of like playstation 1 and n64 games huh. all of those ports are like PC, are like PC versions these days. They are like just better in every way, faster frame rates, higher yep. resolution, uh, cleaner graphics, cutscenes and stuff. Yep. Like, I've actually gotten into like a, collecting the Dreamcast versions of all these games because they're just better. Yeah. Like Legacy of Cain's Soul Reaver, 102 Dalmatians, <laughs> um, Donald Duck Going Quackers. Oh boy. Like, they're, so, they're just better games like overall on the Dreamcast yeah. and it's, cu- it's really cool and fascinating. Because it's clearly a more powerful system in that, yeah. right? Uh, then another cool thing about the Dreamcast was... Um, an, uh, not a Dreamcast game so much as more of a thing that came out called Bleemcast.
1: Bleemcast?
0: Now, Bleemcast was a commercial... Well, it, yeah, it was a commercial Sega Dream uh, PlayStation emulator mm-hmm. designed to run on Sega Dreamcast. Oh. Created by the company Bleam, who made the Bleem emulator. Yep. Which was a PlayStation emulator at the time. Yeah. Now... Bleamcast originally was designed; it was gonna come out in like packs that would play a whole bunch of games. Yep. It ended up getting reduced to just only three games worked with it. Yep. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid, Tekken three, uh, yeah, Tekken three, and uh, Gran Turismo two.
1: Was PlayStation
0: okay with this? No, we're gonna okay. get into We're gonna get in. Okay, because I
1: was gonna say like this sounds sketchy.
0: Now, the Bleamcast discs do actually are the the soup the best way to play these games. Yeah. Like, Metal Gear Solid on the Dreamcast looks amazing. Like, it's so crystal clear.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it doesn't make the graphics better, but it cleans them up, like, yeah. considerably. Now, the thing is, though, PlayStation... Sony did not like Bleem to begin with, because Bleem made a... Because Bleem was originally a PC emulator that played Dreamcast games. I mean, I played uh, PlayStation PlayStation games. games, yep. And... Sony was not okay with that. Yeah. Now... Sony actually sued Bleem for the... I think they sued them more for the PC emulator than the Dreamcast thing. Yeah. I think the Dreamcast thing came out after the lawsuits were going on. Yeah. But basically, Sony sued Bleem, and Bleem actually won.
1: Oh, really? How?
0: Because they proved it was technically fair use. Because they re- rewrote the um, PlayStation... Basically, it proved the legality of emulation.
1: Because oh. emulation's
0: always been kind of a gray area. Technically... It's legal as long as you own an actual copy of the game you're playing. And technically, in the Bleemcast, you're using the, the PlayStation discs. Yeah. The thing is, though, Bleem was a very small company. Yep. Sony's a mega corporation. So Sony just yep. kept suing them until they ran out of money and went out of business. Aww. They basically just, l- courts, they basically sued them out of out into oblivion. Yeah. And unfortunately, by that point, only three Bleemcast games came out and the company folded. Yep. Uh, I think there was more because I believe there's there's like r- there's like rips of a um a co- of like Final Fantasy Nine running on Dreamcast. yep, and other games. Hmm. But it's funny when Bleam went out of business, their website changed to a tombstone with Sonic next to it that said Bleam. Oh. and then they later removed Sonic because they were worried about getting sued by Sega. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: which is funny that's hilarious. Good. I mean, you know they. I mean, Like that sucks that they close, but that's pretty hilarious.
0: Well, there's rumors that Bleem might have come and been used later on for how to get uh, PSP stuff, hmm. uh, get PlayStation Games to run on PSP. Yep. But I've heard mixed things because I've also heard that um, another similar emu- similar emulator may have been used for the same thing. Oh, okay. But I- I've heard rumors for both. But yeah, Bleemcast is one of the more fascinating, like, things. Yeah. Mostly just because it's, like, the most, like, what the hell, like... Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work with every Dreamcast, because ones made after a certain Mm date stopped letting it work, because Sega Mm. changed... Bleem piggybacked off of a feature that was kind of a rudimentary feature that Sega programmed into Dreamcast, but was never utilized... Mm-hmm. Later versions of the Dreamcast removed that ability, so blinkcast no longer works. Oh, okay. My console does work, though. Huh, nice. I made, I made sure it was the right year. Nice. Now, ra- to wrap this one up, we played one final game. Yes. Now, another... So I already said, like, fighting games were probably the Dreamcast, like bread and butter. Yep. Another thing that the Dreamcast had a phenomenal selection of was racing games. <laughs> including like big hits like test drive was on the dreamcast yep uh tokyo uh, extreme racer is probably one of the most famous ones mm-hmm. um you had other ones like uh san francisco rush 2049 i believe yep hydro thunder yep. like all sorts of really cool racers and then you of course you've got sega oh sega rally 2 obviously like all sorts of racers but then the most one to me that's the most iconic is Daytona USA.
1: Yep.
0: Now, the PlayStation... Not PlayStation. The uh, Sega Dreamcast version of Daytona USA is sometimes subtitled Daytona USA 2001 in other countries, but ours, we just called it Daytona USA.
1: Yep.
0: It's basically an expanded remake of the original, of Daytona USA. Fully, like, 60 frames per second, perfect uh, draw distance, like, Mm. runs smooth as butter, full remade graphics. Yeah. Um, But it runs on Dreamcast. Yeah. we decided to play a few rounds of this, and oh my god, it was the most hilarious thing we've ever oh done. Oh my god. I posted on Instagram um, earlier, probably, you'll have seen it if you follow my Instagram, one of our replays of the race, where I I give my all to get a good race down, and Alex is just slamming into walls, <laughs> crashing.
1: Okay, okay, but give me, give me a second. I chose the wrong car for a beginner at the race. Well, to be fair,
0: too, this game is notorious for its twitchy controls, too. Yeah. Not awful, but they're definitely sensitive. Yeah. (laughs) But, oh my god, it was great just watching her, like, swerve around, drive headfirst into walls, (laughs) crash into other cars, fly through the air.
1: Yeah, go backwards. So then,
0: after the first trip, like, we did the simple, like, the classic, like, 3-7 Speedway, which is, like, the most iconic track in Daytona. (laughs) after that one we moved on to uh i want to do like the most technical course which is the bridge course yep and me and alex like started the race having like this really good like scrap like battle yeah going for it and then all of a sudden like i overshot a corner and crashed headfirst into a wall flipped <laughs> through the air and alex was distracted by me <laughs> crashing and she crashed yep. so now we're our cars are like damaged beyond believing. and we're just kind of puttering around And she's, like, spinning out everywhere, and I'm, like, in the wall, constantly drifting around corners because my tires are destroyed. Yep. And I actually ended up catching, like, the slowest car in the peg field because they were fields of ten. So I'm like, I'm not going to come in dead last between, like, us and the computers. (laughs) So I managed to pass them, and then Alex eventually, uh...
1: I just started we, goofing around. Yeah. So
0: eventually we, we lap, we, we get past Alex and lap them, and I'm like, Alex, take out that orange car behind me. <laughs> and, and she just straight up pile drives it <laughs> through the air. And I was like, oh man, we did eventually finish that race, though.
1: Yeah. I just had started, like, purposely trying oh, to yeah. take other people out in hopes that they would help Bill win.
0: So. Oh, it was great. Like, just it turned into utter chaos
1: yeah and i started doing burnouts and like trying to make donuts yeah. like <laughs> just having a good time
0: and then the final race we did on daytona usa was it was a um one of the more it was another oval it was like a kind of like a flat oval kind of track yep that was quick and um so we're doing that one and like i we i had a terrible restart and then me and alex alex was like racing me really hard for no reason at the beginning <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I fell back and eventually I got my way up to fourth yep but that's such a fast track that you it, it's over before you know it but at one point in the race especially during I didn't save this replay I wish I kind of wish I did now yeah but there's a point in the race where Alex just like swerves off the track that cuts right across and just straight up pile drives <laughs> this one dude and causes a massive wreck and I'm like you're a mad woman
1: <laughs> that's this is how we play race you know what the thing is it's like I shouldn't be playing r- racing games. I should be playing Demolition Derby games. That's my type of game.
0: <laughs> so you like Twisted Metal.
1: See, but the thing is, is like in real life, I think I'd want to do actual like racing on the track. I wouldn't want to do Demolition Derby. But in a video game, I'm all for Demolition Derby. Let's destroy everything.
0: <laughs> well, it's not a real Cars, so and you have no fear. Yes. But yeah, that was... It's, it's hilarious how the Dreamcast looking back on it like people there's not a lot of failed consoles that people universally look back on fondly yeah the Dreamcast is the one failed console that everybody wishes didn't fail yeah because the Dreamcast is literally the the last true true gamers console
1: yep
0: like everything about the Dreamcast was just straight up screamed
1: for the fans for,
0: for gamers no bullshit yeah Everything is built around that. Like everything's a snap to program for. Hmm. And if it hadn't have failed, it was actually a proposed because Microsoft had a partnership with Sega towards the end, mm-hmm. and they actually were proposed. There was proposals to get like a joint cross compatibility between Dreamcast and Xbox uh, Live oh, at, cool. before the Dreamcast went under. Yeah. But that's why a lot of Sega games, like the uh, Sega exclusives that came out after, um, they went third party. Were Xbox exclusives.
1: Oh, it was like they had that kind of preamble. Yeah.
0: it was kind of marked. interesting. Like it was, a lot of them went to Xbox. Like the more unique ones. Mm-hmm. All the Sonic team stuff went to uh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then Sony got like Virtual Fighter and Shinobi. Yeah. Which was an odd thing because Sega had it out for Shinobi.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Sega had it out for, P- for PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> not Shinobi. <laughs> well,
1: I think PlayStation. Well, it's kind of like what you said. PlayStation was. Kind of their downfall because people were so hyped that the PlayStation Sony killed
0: too. the Dreamcast so brutally. And Death. actually, it's a fun thing. Um, P- Death! No. So
1: fun. No. So,
0: one of the final CEOs of Sega of America before uh, they became a third party uh, a company was uh, Peter Moore. Mm-hmm. He later went on to be the CEO of um, Microsoft. Oh, and okay. he led the charge to get the xbox 360 out on the market first because he was so bitter at sony that he wanted to destroy them yeah ironically in in doing that though it caused the red ring of death which probably was more detrimental than yeah anything because the xbox 360 was rushed to the market completely yep and sony still won in the end
1: (laughs) Yep. regardless but
0: it was kind of hilarious the man was that bitter that he had to like take it out against sony personally destroying sega the dreamcast it was just kind of crazy
1: sorry i think i just got a porn text message (laughs) it says it says hi i am jessica i'd like you to be your cover to wrap you up closely at night honey there's a link i'm gonna delete
0: yeah i'd get rid of that that sounds terrible yeah
1: that sounds
0: (laughs) that sounds like a scam
1: it does (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just like, I like it went silent. Like, I went silent because I was just like reading that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, it was sent from like a Gmail, too. So I just, yeah, that's probably day. not
0: real. But, um, well.
1: No <laughs> one answer text from Jessica, okay, everyone? Unless, Don't trust her.
0: Unless your name is Jessica or you have a nope. significant nope. other name, Jessica. Jessica,
1: it's cursed now, just like Karen. <laughs> cursed. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, it's really sad because Dream the Sega Dreamcast had such an awesome like launch too. Like one of my favorites is like there's a party. One of the Sega Dreamcast commercials is there's like a party going on inside the Dreamcast, and all the Sega characters are like partying around. Oh,
1: that's funny. And
0: Sonic's the DJ, and one of the character guys is like, he's like, hey man, lay off the light speed, yeah. <laughs> and Sonic just Ryan Drummond in this Ryan Drummond voice just goes, not bad, My <laughs> like, bad. It's it was so charming and like great, Aww. and it it's, so the Dreamcast slogan its entire life was, it's thinking, yeah, and to this day, years every anniversary every year like people still point out this with the Sega Dreamcast. That it's common phrase that people still will bring up is it's still thinking, yeah, even to this day, no, like because the Dreamcast never truly died with fans, no, it's not like
1: let's bring it back.
0: People to so bring the
1: Dreamcast People thing. have
0: wanted a Dreamcast 2 for so long. Oh
1: yeah. I don't think it'll ever It'll never
0: happen. happen. Sega's never going to yeah. make a console again. It's just Yeah. never going to happen. But I would really love to see like a Dreamcast. See, they've done Dreamcast collections in the past before. Yeah. Cuz they re-released a bunch of the games and then there was the, the one of the most hilariously stupid collection sets ever for the exclusively for the Xbox 360. There was a set called the Sega Dreamcast Collection and it came with Sonic Adventure Crazy Taxi Sega Bass Fishing and Seaman no No. it was Space Channel 5 (laughs) Part 2
1: yeah I'm surprised it didn't have the little Mousy Mouse game
0: yeah actually that's a good point
1: Choo Choo Rocket that's it actually it was annoying
0: because they only four games and it was like
1: what a collection
0: Two of them have been ported to everything. Yeah. One of them's Sega Bass Fishing, which, nothing against Sega Bass Fishing, but, but
1: who the fuck cares? Who wants to
0: play that now?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: And then Space Channel 5 Part 2 was kind of cool, just because...
1: go outside.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that was a kind of one-off thing. It's kind of a cool collector's item now, if you can find a copy for, st- yeah. for nothing, like the Dreamcast collection. Yeah. And it's got the dumbest cover art, too. It's just got the four games of stuff, and then the Dreamcast just slapped on the bottom. Yep.
1: And it's like, like remember me.
0: Oh, another fun fact, too, is in Europe, because of, um, there was another company that had the orange Swirl logo oh. already taken. European Dreamcasts have a blue Swirl.
1: Oh.
0: Like, completely in the BIOS, on the console, and the controllers. I actually have European controllers, I noticed. Oh, really? Because they have the blue Swirl. Oh. They have the blue Swirl for some reason. Huh. But, um, that's yeah, nice. that's a funny thing. Like, two differences. There was also the Sega Sports version, which was a black Dreamcast. That's the only way you can get a black Dreamcast. Huh is the Sega Sports version.
1: Interesting.
0: Like, it, it's such a fun little system. Like,
1: no. I wonder if they'll do, like, a, a mini console. Like, I doubt it. I, yeah. Mini
0: consoles are kind of... They can't. They they were, like, from mini consoles, micro consoles were probably one of the biggest flash in the pans we've had in a long time.
1: Yeah. Well, true. But, um, and if you said they don't want to make a console, I doubt they're going to go back and... What? Well, oh, well just, they did the Genesis. Yeah, but I doubt the
0: Dreamcast. Yeah, it just—it's it, harder. To, it's harder to like Sony's shown us that it's not easy to do micro consoles. The more powerful they get. Yeah. And I—I I don't know. I just I don't I don't know how they could pull off a good Dreamcast. Honestly, the Dreamcast's biggest downfall was not even Sony. It was piracy.
1: Oh really? Because
0: people found it. It was very easily cracked. How to make um uh to pirate dreamcast games because you could just easily put them on compact discs half the time even though the dreamcast supposedly had this unique gd-rom format which could hold more data than a cd and it was supposedly uh piracy proof even though that was disproven very fast which was was very detrimental to the console yeah it's what was so what was your favorite game you played during the
1: yeah, it was probably Dead or Alive I had the most fun playing that one
0: I enjoyed Dead oh or and
1: Alive. the it was between Dead or Alive and the one with the uh swords I can't remember Soul Calibur yeah Soul Calibur and Dead or Alive but I also did have a lot of fun playing D- Daytona
0: Daytona USA Daytona USA I, I mean I love just
1: because of how s- badly oh, I yeah, could how, pick, how badly it went but honestly that's basically how most racing games with me go I'm just not good at them
0: yeah we should, have, we should have played Hydro Thunder. Water water racing.
1: Well, it's always next time. We can always do a part two. At some point. Yeah.
0: Or just talk about racing games in general. Yeah. At some point. But yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what much more is there to say. It's actually funny we're recording this because the Dreamcast just turned 21. Or 22. Yeah. 22, I think.
1: Yep. Crazy. It's, it's, it's been... still younger than us, but yeah. not by much.
0: Dreamcast can drink now.
1: Yeah, the Dreamcast can drink. Kill it. Yeah. Cheers to the Dreamcast.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I think we've rambled on enough here. Yeah. So, well,
1: I guess you guys can look forward to our next podcast too, though, because it's going to be a retrospective of our convention. Oh, yeah.
0: We're going to yeah. be talking about the convention we're going to tomorrow. Yep. Even though it will be like four weeks after. It. Yeah, but, it's gonna
1: be a couple weeks after, but you know we're still gonna yeah. talk about it because why not? Yeah, it'll be our first. It'll be our first one back in since twenty nineteen. So I think we'll have a lot yeah, to say first, about first it. Yeah,
0: first convention in over a year.
1: Yeah, Yeesh. and we got a couple more podcasts planned already. So. Yeah,
0: we're gonna get a lot of shit done today.
1: Oh yeah, or tomorrow. and tomorrow. <laughs> well, tomorrow and Sunday. Yep. So We have all Sunday. Well, until the afternoon too. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, anyways, guys, thank you for joining us once again on the Gaming Collecting Podcast. The Gaming Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can easily find us on most of your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Woo! But anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us, and we will see you all next time.
1: See you later!
0: Ciao. And remember, it's still thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll see you guys later.
1: I'm still thinking too.
0: <laughs> That's overrated, don't bother.
1: Oh. Uh...